0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Okay, turn with me, if you will, here today to Proverbs. Uh, for just a minute, Proverbs chapter 3. Three. There's a couple of scriptures I want us to look at, and we will, of course, go into other scriptures as we go along. But this is the tenth session of our series on the Wisdom Clinic. We thank all of you for uh, listening and uh, sharing with others. And uh, for those of you online who have been listening, thank you. S- a a uh, session ten of our series on. The Wisdom Clinic, and today we talk about the wisest investment you can make. Most Christians, most Christians are missing out on God's best as it relates to resources. Most Christians are operating out of information instead of revelation. There is a difference. For many, many years, even as a born-again man, as a called man, as a seminary-trained man and all that, I never got revelation of what God was trying to say about some things Is it had to do with investments, with, relate, with resources, with money, but you're not going to be able to live a day of your life without having to deal with money. Uh, you are, as long as you're in this body, you have physical needs that in the culture in which we live in has to do with, with resources or the lack thereof. And um, I am asking that God will give all of us, not just information, but if, only, if, if you only have information, You'll only think that well, when it comes to talking about money and resources, as it relates to scriptural things, I don't know about you, but for so many many years, I felt like uh, that what God said about giving, it was an obligation. But when I got revelation of why He was saying it, I didn't see it as an obligation. It is anymore. I saw it as an opportunity. There's a massive difference in obligation and opportunity. For so many years, it was all about guilt and even shame if you're not doing something, but when I got revelation of it, it became joyous and fulfilling and exciting. When I just had information, it was all about a program. Dean and I, in my life, even before we married, I've served six churches over time. And so many times it was all about a program or a time of the year, or it was all about raising funds and even putting pressure on people with scripture verses to get involved in a program to do a certain thing. But that was information and it led to sometimes frustration and dread. But when I got revelation of how God saw it, I began to see it as a precious opportunity that was holy in the sight of God. Did you know that how you deal with your money is holy in the sight of the one who created you and redeemed you? This is not some flippant program it is holy. So many times, believers, as believers, we don't understand because we've never had the information or taken the time to get revelation of how God sees uh, things like tithes and offerings. I want to read Proverbs uh, to, to you, chapter 3. Are you there? Chapter 3 of Proverbs, verse 9. Honor the Lord. With your possessions. Oh, wow. See, a lot of people think, oh, it's just only about spiritual things. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the firstfruits of all your increase. Make what you honor the Lord with first. So, if you do that, Your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Understanding that in the culture in which, in the times in which this was was given, inspired, and printed, that barns and vats represented abundance. Not just provision, but overflow. Overflow. I also want you to know that almost every time in Scripture that God talks about money, He gives a promise. Wherever there's a command, most often there is a promise. Isn't that interesting? Wherever there's a command as it relates to provision and resources and money, there is almost always a promise related to that. I find that. Incredibly encouraging. Now turn to the last book of the Old Testament with me, Malachi. The prophet was chosen by the Lord to speak some, some words. Many of them were quite difficult to the people of that day, including the religious leaders. Do you know that what I have found is that most Christian leaders, this is sad to say, most Christian leaders don't have revelation of what God wants to do for his people through their investments. They're spiritual investments. And uh, if you don't know it yourself, you sure can't pass it along to somebody else. And that's not to beat anybody up. I was brought up in the things of the Lord. Served churches. But it's been only in these last 20 years That the Lord has been gracious enough to give me some revelation about. Can I ask you something? Do you love your children? Would you love for them to have the best from God? Does it delight you when you see them getting the best? Your children. Doesn't that do something for you? Why would you think that your Father, who loves you, created you in his own image and likeness, redeemed you, why would you think that he doesn't want you to have his best as it relates to resources? Why would you think that? Do you know, it didn't take long for the the church of Rome to begin to put out the lie that poverty is next to godliness. And if you really wanted to go somewhere with God, you had to take a vow of poverty and not have any earthly possessions. And the world acclaimed these people as mighty wonderful, well, some of them were, I'm sure. But the poverty is next to godliness idea comes from him who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, not from the father of abundance. One of the things that the enemy does to keep believers in bondage is to propagate the lie that God doesn't want you to have his blessing in the relate as it relates to your resources malachi 3 verse 10 i want you to look at the command and the promise bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house says the lord and try me now only time you'll ever see god say put me to the test go ahead put me to the test test it out try me now in this says the Lord of hosts. Do you know what the Lord of hosts is? When the Lord of hosts is talked about, Jeremiah is talking about a host of warring angels. Do you know that God wants to go to war for you as it relates to this? No, see, you don't understand. There is the, the little God of this world comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he wants to keep you locked down in need all the time. crushing need all the time. Put me to the test in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, remember every good and perfect gift comes from where? And pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I, the Lord says, I personally will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord, who is the God over warring host of angels on your behalf. See, you you may think that what you need is all these people in the flesh to fight for you on this regard you got warring angels fighting for you if you obey what the Word of God says right here. Well, Pastor, why is the uh, tithe deal so important? Leviticus 27.30 says it like this. The tithe is holy unto the Lord. Do you know that whenever you get resources, whenever you receive compensation, Do you know that God says a portion of that, it all belongs to me, but a portion of that is holy? God says it's holy. So you're walking around with stuff in your pocket and purse today that maybe you didn't realize is holy. That means we are to recognize where the source of our resources are. It's not your employer. It's not your customers or clients. It's not, it's not whatever somebody has passed down to you. The source of every good and perfect gift is your heavenly Father. Do you recognize that? I don't mean do you have information about it. I mean do you have revelation that this is between you and your God as it comes to your provision. That he wants to be in partnership with you. And, and, and as it relates to you, God wants to meet your needs in a way that is not only are your basic needs met, but that you have more than you need to do something that he promised your spiritual father on the earth. His name was Abraham. So that you would not only you would be blessed, but the purpose of that blessing was to be a blessing. Not not so that you would be able to accumulate, but so that you would be able to pass through. Not so that you would just be able to pile up, but that you might be able to distribute to the needs that the Spirit of God tells you to be able to, to grant to. It is very, listen, God wants us to have money. He just doesn't want money to have us. And money can have you whether you don't have enough or whether you've got a whole lot more than you need. It depends on the spiritual condition of your heart. And it begins with recognizing who your provider is. And it's not who everybody else may thinks it is. It's your God. Get in covenant with him about your resources. In that, because you see, folks, heaven's resources are secure. They're, they're not subject to recession. Don't spend a whole, if you're, if you are in covenant with God, with tithes before the Lord, if you're in covenant with God, don't worry about what the next thing's going to happen to the economy is. That's not the source of your security if you're a child of God, whether you know it or not. Heaven is never in a recession. There's no lack there. Paul says, in the context of the Philippian church giving into his needs as the founder of their church, as their bishop, their overseer, their apostle, he says to them, he says, because you, you're the only church that initially shared with me in the things of my needs. My Lord. But he says, I want you to know that my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Heaven's not broke. And your provider is your God. And the promise there is in response to our faith, our recognition of who owns it, and and, and the response of obedience in releasing it. Seeing it is, listen, if you don't get anything else from this, you need to understand that everything you have comes from the, from the Lord, but there is a portion of it that is holy. Many years ago, I just, I'd gotten too smart for all this and learned from stuff from seminary that, uh, the tithe, that's just Old Testament stuff. It's, it was in the law. No, 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 wait a minute now, wait. Galatians 3.29 says that on this side of the cross in Jesus, you're a son and a daughter of Abraham by faith in Christ Jesus. 430 years before Moses ever gave the law, the Old Testament law about tithing, the Bible says that Abraham met a, a, a priest and a king one day named Melchizedek. And the Bible says that Melchizedek came out there. And the Bible says that Abraham, hundreds of years before the Mosaic law, gave him a tithe of everything he had just been blessed with by God and his victories. Tithing was here before the law. If Jesus wanted to say it's not for now, he would have said so. But even when he corrected the religious leaders of the day, he said, you do this, you do that, you do this. And one of those things you do is tithing. He said, these things you should have done. But you should also remember that the weightier things like love and faith, and, and you should have incorporated those things. He didn't dispel that. And I want to show you something here. Turn with me toward the back of your Bible. This changed my whole perspective on this deal, Jeff. Hebrews 7, I want to show you something, because there's a huge problem in, I believe, in the body of Christ. Many ministries are not going by this principle. When Dean and I got revelation of this, it changed everything. And I want to tell you, the partnership, the blessing of God on this ministry is not, it doesn't come out of fundraisers or guilt trips. It comes out of revelation that that portion, there is a portion of what we receive that is holy and must be received must be granted first first. so not just in our individual lives but in our ministry and I'm not saying this is for everybody it may not be you just do what the Lord tells you to do but I want you to know that one reason why this ministry is so blessed one reason is because a big percent of what comes in here goes out in the Lord's work to those who are doing the Lord's work. You're not ever going to say, as long as I'm the pastor of this flock, you won't see drives and petitions and guilt trips about raising money. I am going to tell you what the Word of God says about money. And then it's up to you. Hebrews 7 is an amazing passage because he's talking about Melchizedek, that king and priest, that Abraham, long before the law was ever given about the tithe, the tenth portion. Tithe is a tenth portion, that Abraham tithed till this, uh, to this king and priest. Jesus being in the, Jesus being a type, a, a representative in the same line as Melchizedek. You couldn't trace Melchizedek through the Levitical priesthood. He was not given a whole bunch of genealogy in the Bible. He appeared, Jesus was not born of the tribe of Levi, the priesthood, he was born of the tribe of Judah. But I want you to understand here, this is something very interesting. Verse five, whose genealogy? Melchizedek is not derived from them. Melchizedek received tithes from Abraham. And what did Melchizedek do? Blessed him who had the promises. As king and priest, Melchizedek received the tithe and he pronounced blessing on Abraham. Beyond all contradiction, verse 7, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Here, watch this now, here on this earth, mortal men receive tithes, but there, there, the high priest. Hebrews is talking through the whole book about Jesus is now the high priest of heaven. There at the throne of God Our high priest receives them. Receives what? Tithes. Do you have revelation that when you release those tithes, you are primarily releasing them to Jesus? There is someone in heaven, your high priest, who sees those tithes. He receives them. Hallelujah. Don't miss that opportunity. He receives them. I want to tell, I I want to say to everybody, or a lot of ministers who listen to us, I want to tell you one of the greatest things you can ever do. God gave me revelation of this. Based on the what the high priest's function was. The priest. The priest received tithes on behalf of the Lord for his work and then he turned around, watch this, he not only interceded for the people but he blessed them. Now being the simple-minded man that I am at this stage of my life, Sharon, Dina can tell you this, when money comes in to the ministry. I go before the Lord with checks, and I go before the Lord with those, of, those who choose to give online. God knows it, and it's just as real to him in cyberspace as it is on paper. I go before the Lord, and I say, Lord Jesus, high priest of heaven, and I picture the Lord Jesus, the priest of heaven, in my, in my heart of hearts, and I say, Lord, this is your money. I ask you to do two things. I ask you to receive it as the Lord of the church. And I ask you to release a blessing to the givers. Release blessing. Receive it, Lord, and release blessing. That's what the priests do. I just wanted you to know of that, that I consider receiving the tithes that people give it's a holy thing it's a holy thing this is not a fundraiser this is to get you to get revelation of how God wants to get in partnership with you and if you started that journey but you got discouraged or distracted Come back to that journey and get fresher revelation that your high priest, the Lord Jesus, rece- he receives your tithes. You're not giving that to me. You are giving that to the high priest of heaven. Ministers, I highly recommend get revelation that God's money is holy. And that he desires to bless those who invest. Stop talking about giving money away. Start talking about, and the Lord had to correct me on this, start talking about I'm investing this in the kingdom of God and what the Spirit of God tells me to do. It's an investment. You're not throwing something away. You're investing something that God says there's a return on. We don't focus on return. We focus on investment. Did you hear me? You don't say, oh boy, if I give this to God, then He'll give me. No, that's nonsense. That's in a ditch somewhere. This comes out of love for the Lord. This is God. I am investing this. You are my provider, and you're giving me an opportunity to operate in your economy. You will fight the wars that need to be fought on my behalf. And regardless of what I see today, Regardless of what little temporary season I go through, I am yours, you are my provider. My business is not my security. Ask the Lord to show you where you have, without knowing it, laid hold of something inferior instead of the God of heaven as your security. God attaches a return to that investment. The motive out of which we invest is love and appreciation and joy. But you know, can I tell you something? After all of getting out of line and out of order and some stuff, when God began to give us revelation about this and we began to get hold of it 30 years ago, the revelation of it, my, my. It's all his. It's all his. Did you ever stop and think about when Adam and Eve decided to disbelieve what God said? When they begin to think, well, you know, this sure looks good, it tastes good, it feels good, it seems right. When they begin to act in disbelief, which led to pride, which led to shame, which led to fear, which led to brokenness in relationships, which led to work. Part of the curse was work on you instead of you owning your work. Did you ever stop to think about, yes, it's unbelief, yes, it's pride, yes, it's disobedience, but you know what it also is? There's a principle there in the garden that most of the time, I I didn't see it for 50-something years. You know what it is? God doesn't want us to consume everything. He said, you can have everything in this garden except this tree right here. Don't don't take that. This tree of the knowledge of good and evil, boy, did it have good-tasting fruit. But he said, you can't consume that. You can consume everything else, but there's a portion in this garden that's mine. Oh, that we'd get a hold of the fact that a portion of what God gives us is holy. The tithe. He asked, it's it's a matter of lordship. When the Lord severely disciplined me, us, years and years and years ago, and I begin to get revelation of what he did. It took a while for financial order to begin to be restored. But I want to tell you there is a restoration of peace, a peace of mind, and a confidence that the Lord of heaven was going to look out for us that the Lord of Heaven was going to do what only He could do. And you may if you begin to believe and obey God and you may be totally over your head in debt and you think there is no way I could do that. You may need to rearrange what you have the most confidence in. And it may not be your own ability to get out of your mess. It may be in God's ability to partner with you and help you right where you are, right where you are. And it may not be easy nor pretty to begin with, but I want to tell you something will start working for you in heaven. And he will be faithful. i got a whole lot more to say, but I want to I close by saying this. I want to invite you today to make a commitment. To say, Lord, I want to recognize all that I am and have that's any good has come from you and belongs to you. I recognize it's all yours. And then I want you to make the second Commitment and it's this, I will, by your grace, I will honor you with the first portion of your provision. I will consider it holy and I will consider it yours. And I will obey you. I'll have more to say about the storehouse next time. But I will obey you, Lord. I will obey you. And then release it to him. Pastor, I, there's no room for that in my budget. Well, maybe you need to rearrange your budget. Get revelation that there's a God who wants you to not just survive, but to thrive so you can be a blessing. And just release it to. Them. Do what it means, whatever it takes. You to bow your heads with me right now. I know this is a tough thing for many of you. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. God not trying to beat you up with His Word. He's trying to give you a wonderful opportunity to get in partnership with Him with your resources. He wants the best for you there too. Do you know that? Yeah. He doesn't want you to spend your life and oppression and fear and anxiety. Would you say, Lord, today I want you to know that I hereby recognize that all that I am and have, it's all yours. You are my provider and my only provider. You use warehouses, but you're the manufacturer. Would you just say that to the Lord right now? And if you meant that, would you say, Lord, give me the grace from this day forward to put you first, first place in my resources. I've I've not really had the information or the revelation That the tithe is holy and it's still in operation. And that you receive tithes from your sons and daughter, Lord Jesus. But I commit to you today that I will begin to see the first portion of all that you grant me is yours. Grant me the grace, the courage, the faith to do it. Just obey Him, just do what He tells you. Don't let anybody coerce you, put you in shame, or give you false promises of put a nickel in and get a quarter out. Just, Just don't believe that. It's holy, it's a covenant. Ask the Lord to help you see it and to walk in it and boy there are promises attached to that oh Lord then you release to him the responsibility for your well-being when you get in covenant with him like that then it becomes his responsibility when you're when you're in that place of faith and obedience it becomes his responsibility to grant the resources You need to take that pressure off of you. God didn't design you to be sovereign. He didn't design you to be sovereign over your finances. He asked you to be in partnership with Him. And obey Him. There's great promise attached to the command. Pastor Jeremiah and I are here to, to agree with you. If, if that is a prayer of your heart today, the Spirit of God leads you to make a commitment to Him about that. You just stand right where you are or come down and ask for agreement prayer. God is faithful. I want you to listen as we close to this song that you all know about the faithfulness of your God. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.